All right, I think we're ready to start. We're ready to roll this morning. All right. Rudyard Kipling is the author of The Jungle Book. He was a great British author in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. He was very famous and made a great deal of money in his trade. One day, a news reporter came up to him and said, Mr. Kipling, I just read that someone calculated that the money you make from your writings amounts to $100 a word. Mr. Kipling raised his eyebrows and said, hmm, really, I certainly wasn't aware of that. Um, and the reporter cynically reached into his pocket, pulled out a $100 bill, gave it to Kipling and said, here's $100, Mr. Kipling, now give me one of your $100 words. Kipling looked at the $100 bill for a moment, took it, folded it, put it in his pocket, and he goes, thanks. <laughs> well, the word thanks is certainly a $100 word. In fact, I would say that it's worth more than that. And that is one word that is too seldom heard. It's too rarely spoken and too often forgotten. Yet once a year, we are especially reminded to give thanks to God. Thanksgiving is coming up soon. Who's ready for turkey? And stuffing and all the good stuff, right? And if any nation ought to be thankful to God, it should be America. God has been good to us, and he has, His favor has been upon us. However, uh, too often Thanksgiving Day has not been a day of giving thanks for too many people. For them, it's hardly more of an excuse to be off from work, to indulge in eating too much, and an opportunity to watch more football. Boo, I don't like football. Nah, not at my house. I do not watch football. It's an opportunity to sleep. <laughs> Eat and sleep. Or even this year, believe it or not, some people are actually going to go Christmas shopping on Thanksgiving Day, which I'm not going to because I'm going to be too full. But on a positive note, most people use the, ho the Thanksgiving holiday as an opportunity to get together with their friends and family and spend time together. Too often, though, very little of the holiday is genuinely given over to heartfelt thanks to God. So I commend those of you who have gathered here today. You have taken out your time in the weekend to worship God and give thanks to Him. Right? Thanksgiving is not complete without worship to God. So today I want us to fulfill the true purpose of Thanksgiving... And think about the importance of giving thanks to God. And I'm gonna, I hope that I will be able to show you the regular practice of giving thanks is very important to God. So we're going to consider our scripture this morning. Um, and the main point we, that I want to make is giving thanks is an important practice. And our scripture that we're going to be tying in is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And it says, Be thankful... In all circumstances, for this is the will of God who, for whom you belong to in Christ Jesus. So remember that. That's what we're going to focus on today is being thankful in every circumstance. Being thankful to God in everything, every circumstance. So I believe that everyone here knows the meaning of thanks, of giving thanks. Right? You know what it means to, to say thank you. And to, or to give thanks for what you have, right? All right. So it is mindful, um, it is to be mindful of the favors and blessings 
that we have received and express the appreciation to God for them. Okay? And Paul, and the Apostle Paul, and he's the one that wrote 1 Thessalonians, and he, and he in, the, in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he's giving a series of important, brief commandments to the Thessalonian believers. He says that as believers, we should give thanks. Now, it's excellent advice because grateful person is a happier person. And I'm sure you've been around those people that complain all the time. They're not thankful for anything. They're ungrateful for everything. They're not very pleasant people to be around. Even in your own life, when you get into that position where you, all of us do, where we grumble and complain, we are not even happy with our own selves, right? So to be a thankful person um, helps us to be a more happy and joyful person. It also, uh, studies show that a grateful person also is a healthier person. Being thankful reduces stress. Anybody need that in their lives right now? To reduce stress in your life, if you are thankful, I love how the children all raise their hand. The adults are all just like, whatever. I think they're too stressed out to raise their hand. I, I think that's how I feel today. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, a lot of us are going around day to day with unneeded stress due to our grumbling and complaining and instead of looking towards God and being thankful for what He has given us. So just remember that it will also help reduce stress. An attitude of gratitude will protect you from pessimism. If you only look at the bad things in life and you only focus on that, then that's what's going to come about in your life because that's all you're looking for. But if you're thankful and you're grateful for everything that you have, even if all it is is what you have on your body right now, but if you're grateful and thankful for that, that's going to lift your spirits to have a higher and positive attitude, which is going to help you to see your perspective is going to change. You're going to see the blessings and the opportunities instead of you're focusing on all this negative stuff, you won't see all the wonderful things and you're going to miss your blessing. So being a thankful person also is going to help you to, to be more positive and to see the great things and the blessings that are coming your way. Because they are coming your way. A lot of times we block them because of our negative attitude. And it's more than just good advice. Giving thanks is important because God commands it. It's in the Bible. God commands us to be thankful. Gratitude is not an option. It is an obligation. Alright? So just, just remember that. Being thankful and, and having an attitude of gratitude is is a commandment from God. And you know that God only commands us to do things that are good for us. All of God's commandments are to help us. Not because He's being mean and being judgmental. It's because He knows what's good for us. And He knows how we can, you know, if we change our minds and our hearts, that we can open up our, our, our minds to see the great things that He has in store for us. But if we're so focused on, over here, on the narrow and on the, like, looking down, you can't see all the great things that He has up here. So, the fact of giving thanks is commanded and emphasized in two ways. First, the word give thanks. The words give thanks are from an imperative verb in Greek. So, Paul commands us to give thanks. So, when he's saying give thanks with a grateful heart, we sing, it's not just, oh, if you feel like it, give thanks. It's, no, he's, it's a commandment. Give thanks. You know, it's, like, it's an action. Go, do this. 
give thanks, give thanks. And that's, that's what it meant uh, when he said that. Paul commands us, but also in Psalms 105 it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. So the obligation to gratitude, often neglected by us, is um, frequently encouraged in the New Testament. And it's instruction and by way of example. So, in fact, the, word, uh, the words of thankfulness are found about 130 times in the Bible. So it's important if you do uh, Bible studies and you do like word search and stuff like that, look, find specific words and see how many times that they're in the, in the Bible. And a lot of times that's, those are things that are emphasized that God wants us to get a point across to us because he keeps telling us over and over and over. So if the word thankfulness or, you know, variation is found 130 times, then that's probably important. Um, and then also it's reinforced by saying, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ unto you. So he gives the commandment the highest possible authority by specifically saying that giving thanks is the will of God for your life. And I'm, like I said before, God doesn't tell us to do things that are bad for us. He's only going to give us things that we need in life. So we need to be thankful, and that's going to help our lives and help, um, help our souls. Okay, so if you think about it, if, if God commands us to be thankful and we don't do that, what, it, and what does it mean when you go against what God has commanded? That's called sinning. So if we, if we aren't thankful we're not listening and obeying to God, then we actually are going against Him, and that is considered a sin. Sin is something that just goes against God. So sin isn't just if you, you know, punch somebody or you say a bad word. Sin can also be if you're not following God's will, because it just means you're not going with God, you're going against Him. So just think of it that way, you know. That's another way to think about it. Now, um, it also says in the Bible that ingratitude is a mark of the, of the unbeliever. So even back in the, in the Bible times, you know, and when people were first becoming Christians and well, even the Jewish people and all that, if you weren't a believer, if you didn't believe, or if you didn't have, uh, sorry, if you weren't grateful, people considered you a non-believer, you know, because believers wouldn't act that way. You know, if you believe in Jesus and he's in your heart, you're not going to be ungrateful, you know. So that's part of it too. If, you know, um, well, let me, let, me, let, me start, let me tell you about Romans chapter 1. Paul sets out to prove the sinful nature of a man. Okay, and one of the first uh, sins that he mentions is found in Romans 1.21. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. That makes sense, right? They knew God. Okay, we know people like that. They know God. They know who he is. But they won't worship him. They won't even give him thanks. And then, what, what becomes of their mind? They start thinking about foolish things of what God is like. And as a result of their foolish thinking... Their minds became dark and confused. We can see that amongst individuals, but we could even see that amongst groups of people. 
Um, even look at, you know, we talked about Paris was attacked from terrorists. We've been attacked by terrorists. There's been, you know, we've had, we see all this stuff happening over in the Middle East and in Europe and everything. And who are these people that are doing this? They're not worshiping God or giving him thanks, obviously. They're having foolish ideas of who God is. And then they're doing crazy things, right? You know, their minds have become dark and confused. And the Bible says it right here in Romans 1.21 is where that scripture is from. And that's what happens. And it can be on an individual level all the way up to a, a national level, to a group. And when a group of people become this way, what happens? We have bad things happening in the world. And so it, it's a very important giving thanks and having gratitude goes a long way. And, and, and having th being thankful to, to the Lord. And, and then Paul goes into our sinful nature. And of course, our, our sinful nature, our selfish nature, isn't to be grateful. But what about our children? How many times do we have to tell our children? Say thank you. Say please and thank you, right? We have to teach our children. They don't naturally just do that. Their, their natural thing is, as, even as a two-year-old, mine, give me, mine, mine, right? Those of you who've been around children, mine, give me, give me. And teenagers, give me mine, mine. I'm just kidding. But we have to teach them. So, yes, it could be in our sinful nature, and it, but, you know, but part of it, too, is we think we deserve all the good that happens to us, and we don't deserve the bad that happens to us. But that's not true. We all have sinned. We all have done things that we deserve punishment for. But we can't, we can't say, oh, the good things that happened to me is, my, is my, because of my doing, but the bad things are not my doing. You can't, you can't live that way. You have to own up to everything, you know. But first and foremost, the good things that, that come, to, they come to us from God, and we need to be thankful for that. But sometimes the bad things that happen to us are our fault because we chose a different way. We chose not to be thankful and grateful, but to go the other path. So we have, to, we have to change the way we think. We have to change our perspective and our outlook on life. And we have to be more thankful and grateful for what we have. And, the, and, and so giving thanks should be a regular practice. Practice, 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 right? I play the violin. I've been playing since I was 10 years old, and I, I need to bring it out. I haven't played in a while. But um, if I don't practice ever, then I lose it. You know, if I, don't, if I don't continue, keep up with it, Joey plays the saxophone, the trumpet, the sousaphone, the drums, what else do you play? But if he doesn't practice those instruments, then he, he's no good. You know, and, and if he decides, if he just lets it go of it, and he just, you know, or anybody, or even me with my instrument, then you're gonna lose it, right? You're gonna lose what, I mean, you'll know a little bit of it, but you won't be in the habit of it. You gotta get into the practice. So the same thing with thankfulness. You gotta get into a habit, and you gotta get into a practice. At first, it's, always not, it's not always easy, but Paul says in everything, give, give thanks. In every situation, and at all times. In every situation, and at all times. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, there's, maybe there's th situations I don't wanna be thankful for. But we should be grateful for the blessings of our life. Psalm 103.2 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He has done for me. And we can't, none of us can sit here and say that nothing good has ever happened in our life because we're here. 
you know, we're here. Yes, a, a lot of bad things may have happened in our life, but there are some good things. And we just have to remember them. Sometimes we forget. I always try to push out the bad things that happened in my life, you know. I try not to remember those things because then that makes me, makes me discouraged and makes me want to just give up. But we have to let go of those things and we have to be thankful for the opportunity that God gave us to go through those things that we can learn and grow from them. And that's hard. When you've been in a bad marriage, okay, it's hard to let go even if you've been divorced 20 years. Sometimes it's hard, but you have to thank God for the lessons or for the children you might have from, your, from that situation. You know, you may have had broken friendships. You may have had like a best friend that totally betrayed you. You know, but you have to be thankful for the things that you did learn. And you have to be thankful for how you got through that. And thankful for, for God for getting you through that. What about, for, what about your soul? Have you ever, or have you recently thanked God for saving your soul? Have you ever thanked God for providing your daily needs? Many of us have been well provided for, even though we don't think so. If you have a roof over your head, you have clothing, and you got some food in your stomach, you're doing better than a lot of people in other countries. And we, you know, yes, it's not as comfortable as we want it to be, but if some of the people in some of these other countries saw how, you know, they, you know, you at least had a shelter to stay in, they would be grateful. I went to Mexico a couple years ago, and there's this place they called the dump. We're going to go to the dump. We're going to go to the dump. I'm like, what? what do you mean we're going to go to the dump? We're going to go minister to people at the dump. And I'm like, okay, they must be mistranslating something. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't know Spanish that well, but I don't know what you're saying. So we go to this big landfill, this big dump, garbage dump. People live there. A lot of people live there. A lot. Kids are running around naked because they have no clothes, especially babies because they have no diapers. There's no government assistance over there. There's no Medicaid. There's no food stamps. There's no sheltering that I know besides children's homes that we have. People live at the garbage dump. And so what happens is every day when they bring the garbage, they go over there and try to find things to build their shacks or they try to find food that's edible for their kids. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I, they made a neighborhood out there and everything, and that's just where they live. And we brought, I think we brought them a bunch of like beans and rice and stuff. Like we had already cooked. We had went to this little bitty church and they let us, we cooked just a whole bunch of beans and a whole bunch of rice, you know, and they were like, it was like I had taken them to the Tower of Americas for a $20 steak or something when we brought them those beans and rice because they hadn't had probably real food and I don't know when because people don't help people that much. I mean, if you're either super poor or you're super rich. And it was really, really eye-opening to see that. People live that way and nobody's there to help them. And that's just how they live. And if they get sick, oh well. I mean, they, they, there's no one that's going to help them. You know, I mean, there are some people that have houses like, you know, I mean, like everywhere, but I can't believe people live that way. And then just imagine going over to other countries, third world countries, I've never been, but I've seen pictures. And, you know, you see those commercials all the time, give money to these kids, and you see these look, they look like aliens. I mean, they're like bones. You know, can you imagine 
you know, and we just kind of change the channel because <laughs> we don't want to see it, you know, but it's true. So we have to be mindful and be grateful and thankful that we even have the clothes on our back because there are so many people in this world who have nothing, you know, and they, and then the, and the sad part is a lot of kids over there start really young age doing drugs and stuff like that and, and selling and doing all that because that's all they can do. It's sad. It is so sad. But, you know, but we have to be grateful and thankful for what we have and grateful and thankful that we have a school system for our children, you know, that they can go to without us having to pay. But have we, th have we thought about that and the, the daily needs that God has provided us with? So, Now, Paul doesn't limit the obligation of thanksgiving to the good things, only the good things. He says, in everything give thanks, in every situation and at all times. And he even says it again, he says it twice, and give thanks for everything to God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he tells us give thanks and always give thanks, and then he says give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He also says rejoice. Rejoice, and again I say rejoice. And all I want to say is, Paul understands, if you look at the, the Apostle Paul and you look at his life and look up his biography, he was in jail for a lot, a lot and their jail systems were the sewage, actually, pretty much. When, where they put them in, in jail is where the sewage ran under the... And you know, they didn't have the chemical treatments and stuff that we have today. It was raw sewage where people just went and then they had water flowing it through okay so he's in jail why is he in jail because he's preaching about jesus he didn't steal anything he didn't vandalize he didn't do drugs i don't know if they went to jail for that back then but he wasn't in jail for those things he was in jail because he was preaching and then he says rejoice in the lord and be thankful and grateful while he wrote in prison while, if you read the book of philippians that was written while he was in prison, in the dungeon, in the sewage. All right, and he says, "Be joyful and be thankful, and joy in the Lord." Like I like wrote this whole sermon a long time ago. Like joyful, being joyful. And when you read it, you're like, and you're like, "Oh no way! This guy's having a great life. He's so happy. It's like he's jumping around. Yay! Be grateful and thankful." And he's like a millionaire. No, he's in jail, and he's having, a, and he's getting beat. And he's getting uh, stones thrown at him because they don't want him taking away their business from the pagans who are making little wooden idols and selling them and saying they have magical powers, okay? And so these people are getting mad because everybody's converting to Christianity and they can't sell their trinkets anymore. But anyways, Paul says, still be thankful and, and, give, and give credit to God for the good things that he's given to you. And... Um, the problem is sometimes that when we are going through a bad thing, we tend to blame God. You know, and the thing is we have to look at our situation and we have to realize that God doesn't do bad things to us. Sometimes things happen as the consequences of our choices or those around us. Sometimes we're in a situation where, you know, either we're making the wrong decision or someone around us is making a bad decision, but we're affected by the consequences. And that's not God. 
God has given us free will so we can learn and grow. If God just made nothing bad ever happen, we would never grow. Because we would all just be, you know, jumping around like the Care Bears or something, you know, like, yay, jumping around on clouds because nothing bad would ever happen. But God wants to see if we will rely on Him and have faith even when we're going through those things. Is God there? Yeah. But a lot of times we ignore Him and we don't think that He's there or we think, oh, He, can't, he doesn't care about me. He doesn't even want to deal with this. But if you, you know, God is everywhere. God is all. God is in us. God is with us. God wants us the best for us. All right, so give thanks in all that you do. Realize that God is control and that God is working for you. God knows the difficulties, but, but sometimes those difficulties lead to even something greater, if you let it. We can wallow in our misery, or we can, we can let it help us to grow. Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good to those who love God, and are called according to his purposes. We're all called to be children of God because he created us all and he loves us all. God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called to his purpose. So God wants to make things work out for the good in your life. He really does. But we have to change our perspective and we have to be thankful for what we have. We have to have an attitude of gratitude we need to be thankful in all things, no matter what happens, and know that God is there for us. There was a missionary named Benjamin Weirs, and he was held hostage in Lebanon and imprisoned under miserable conditions for 16, 16 months. Now, a missionary, if you don't know what a missionary is, they're um, like a pastor or, or a minister that travels around and preaches about God, all right? So Benjamin was in Lebanon, and they, they put him in prison for preaching and, and for 16 months. In his first interview after he was released, he was asked how he spent his time and how he dealt with boredom and despair. His answer stunned the reporters. He simply said, by counting my blessings. Blessings, they responded? Yes, he explained. Some days I got to take a shower. Sometimes there were some vegetables in my food, and I could always be thankful for the love of my family. Benjamin saw the good things in a bad situation. He continued to count the blessings, no matter how few they were, and he always, always kept his mind on the love of his family. So let us be like, learn from Benjamin. And let's, and let's begin to count our blessings no matter the circumstance. Um, Dr. Alexander of Edinburgh was a famous pulpit prayer. He was famous for his pulpit prayers. And he also found something to thank God for even in the bad times. So one stormy morning, a member of his congregation thought to himself, the preacher will have nothing to thank God for on this wretched morning. But when he, the pastor began to pray, he said, We thank thee, O God, that it is not always like this. So even if you can't see the good in the situation, um, you could at least thank God that you don't have to face the difficulty all the time. Dear God, I thank you that the teenage years only last four years. <laughs> oh, don't tell me that, Julie. Dear Lord, let it only last four years. 
But you know, be thankful and grateful in the situation that you're in. So the next time you face a difficult situation or circumstance, try to see the positive side and thank God for it. And if you can't, just say, thank God that this is going to end. What do they always, people always say? This too shall pass. And I'm like, well, why am I always saying things are going to pass? <laughs> but it's true. It's true. So let us not despair when things get heavy. Not despair when the burden is oppressive. Because it may be a moment that God is perfecting the greatest blessing of heaven into your life. But also be very aware of the things that might be coming towards you. And don't shove it off and think that nothing ever good is going to happen to me because then it won't. Because you're not looking for it. You're only looking for the bad. And it's going to take practice. And it's going to take time. And it's going to take self-motivation. But you can do it. You can do it. And God is there. And he's gonna, He can open doors that no one else can. But if we choose not to look at the door, we choose not to walk through it, that's our, that's our fault. You know. So I pray that for this Thanksgiving season that we are thankful for everything that God has put in our lives, whether it be much or little, that God, even if it's just experiences, that God is going to work through us and work for us. So we're going to have an opportunity for you to pray in your seats to reflect on the message and the words that God is speaking to your heart, you are welcome to pray at the altar, or you are welcome to pray in your seat. And after we have our altar call, then we will, if everyone will stay for our special presentation of our core cadet Sunday. So Captain's going to play some music, and uh, we will pray.
us, Lord. And Lord, we ask that, that that be our prayer that we learn to praise you through the calm, Lord, when everything in the world seems to be going our way, Lord, and the blessings pour down like rain. We ask that you help us to be thankful and to praise your name then. But Lord, that other part, through the storm, when the rain is pouring so hard that we tend to overlook our blessings, when things seem to be going so wrong that we don't recognize everything that's so right. Lord, we ask that you help us to see the blessings that we overlook each and every day. The blessings for the small things, for the big things, and for the better things that are coming. Because we know that you have promised us that they are in store for us. For those who believe, Lord, you have a great, great treasure awaiting us in heaven, Lord. And we are thankful for that. Help us, Lord, to live our lives with an attitude of gratitude and thanks for everything that you've done for us, that you do for us, and that you will continue to do for us. And Heavenly Father, be with us now in this day. We ask these things through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and it's in his name we pray. Amen.